Yeah, you just got the drawer up ready to go. Pretty much, pretty much. Oh, well, there we are. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Plus at a Time here on Project Dits. Away uh, my secrets. Yeah, giving away all your secrets. <laughs> secrets of the show, we have loads of tabs open on our web browsers. <laughs> Behind the wizards. What is that saying? <laughs> Sleeve? No, curtain. That's it. Behind the wizard. Behind the, wiz- <laughs> Behind the wizard sleeve. I don't Welcome know where that's coming from. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite uh, football tactic, the wizard sleeve. One thing I wanted to bring up, uh, just briefly, because it just popped to my head, and I'm not going to remember if we keep the show going, and I'll never say it. Is sure. Frank de Boer, or Frank de Boer, however you say his name, Go on. is he the worst manager of all time? Just been sacked by Premier the Dutch League. Team. Oh, well, yeah. Premier League, yes. I mean, if you want to talk facts, quite literally, (laughs) statistical data to back that he is by far the worst. Was it like, was it, ooh, it's only, I think, like four or five games, uh, but four or five defeats, zero goals scored. Not a a good luck for the the twin brother of uh, Ronald. Yeah, and he's just just been sacked by the Netherlands after a disappointing euros campaign oh yeah yeah despite obviously not having uh virgil van dyke and his one leg <laughs> did I, I was watching the um i was re-watching some of the matches the liverpool matches from this season stumbled across the uh the derby match and i forgot how <laughs> many decisions went against liverpool not my hill to die on i didn't even bring it up yeah, and obviously it wasn't a good tackle from Jordan Pickford. Jordan Pickford, <laughs> who, by the way, I think um, I was right in saying he's the best goalkeeper England have ever had. Oh, he's up there with Paul Robinson. <laughs> yeah, if you if you check back through the archives of this podcast, you will hear. Um, it might sound like I've edited it to make it sound like I'm praising him, and I definitely didn't say I wouldn't take him. <laughs> I look forward to this. Where did you Where did you watch the the England Germany match? Oh, I watched it at the pub, at the local. The locale. Yeah, the locale. The locale. I did wear my England shirt. I was brave that day. Yeah, because obviously you, you're living in Wales, aren't you? So was it like yeah. a bit of a hostile uh, atmosphere? No, it's the wrong sort of. It was more out of way, is what you're saying. Yeah, the yeah. whichever stadium is most like a quiet Welsh village. <laughs> 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 but no, it wasn't quite. You know, it, was, it was busy. There was a lot of some English people, and obviously there's like, probably more Welsh people than English. But uh, no, it was a good atmosphere. I think mostly everyone just came together. The two sides of the whichever river breaks apart, England and Wales, came together to uh, against the Germans. There you go. And yeah, I think that's that's it. That's and, good. Uh, that's the atmosphere you want. It was a very nice atmosphere, yeah, and it was a great, it was a great time for everyone. Obviously, for the sweepstake, I don't know why do I sound like a footballer doing his post-match reactions. <laughs> I was like, everyone had a really good time. We worked together. We look, we're, we're, we're gelling well. Uh, but <laughs> in terms of one other thing, we need to bring up is the sweepstake. One thing, yeah. I'm very happy for England. I went nuts when we scored, and. Even when it was 2-0 and there was 30 seconds left, I thought we were probably going to cock it up somehow. <laughs> Especially since the commentators kept talking about how great at the back we were. Yeah. It was like, oh, there, there, that communication between Maguire and Stones coming forward again. I was like, stop saying that. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. But he had the switch. He looks like a nope. bargain at 80 million quid all of a sudden. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> the most expensive centre-back in British football. Ooh, not even British football. It's, it's in football in general, isn't it? Um, I think so. Yeah, no one's beaten that. Van Dyke seventy-five, Maguire eighty. Yeah, must two be, top. But, um, yeah. Hey, kept team over quiet. Oh, like, <laughs> like so many before him. Nat Phillips looking at you, kid. <laughs> like everyone. Yep. Um, <laughs> Had to get a mention at some point. Sweepstake wise, though, devastating week for me. Oh, Absolutely horrific oh. week. Like, who would have thought it? that the French all hate each other. <laughs> Never in history has that happened very often. And uh, it only doesn't happen at the tournaments they win. Funny that. Like, apparently, um, apparently they didn't like the hotel they were staying in for one of their matches. It was only six stairs. Yeah. 
Um, but anyway, we, we should probably talk about England Germany first before we get on to uh, Mbappe crying. Go ahead, why not? Uh, just what a what a great game. It was just it was solid. Yeah, I was watching it in an in an Irish pub, surrounded by. Luckily, I sort of I got there not even that late, like pretty much a few minutes before kickoff. Uh, no seats. All the seats were taken. Obviously, outdoor uh, outdoor is all that you're allowed currently in the current climate of the country. And I was in with a bunch of um, rowdy English lads, the only ones in the pub. Everyone else, you would not believe the amount of Germany jerseys that suddenly uh, the whole of Ireland <laughs> seemed to get their hands on. And one of my favourite things was there was a load of Bayern Munich jerseys, as if that means anything. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just a sale on at Sports Direct this week. Could you imagine if I showed up wearing like a bloody Wickham Wanderers jersey? I don't know. <laughs> Supporting the three lines, yeah. Went in. I had to stay a bit under wraps because you know I was uh, rooting for the enemy for the for the sweet stick sake. You know, a couple of a couple of fist pumps, nothing nothing ridiculous. But yeah, it's sort of it was just good, wasn't it? It was a good solid performance from England. I think is what I said. It wasn't the best game ever, but you did yeah. what you needed to do. I think that's it. Like England can't really play an open, expansive style, especially when the the main goal scorer, uh, or, or who's meant to be the main goal scorer, Harry Kane, has been so off form. Like the actual main goal scorer, Raheem Sterling. What an incredible tournament he's having. So uh, and yeah, we're never going to play an open, expansive style because we'd lose. And I think that's that's the main point that people are forgetting when they call England boring and say oh we played two conservatives like yeah because if we don't we will lose Only <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> yeah and but no people... kept, the, kept the germans relatively quiet obviously there was two um well three three chances um i'm only going to talk verner's chance a uh, a quarter chance yeah <laughs> not, yeah i don't have a chance at all no no but great great play from from my favorite goalkeeper ever jordan pickford Oh uh, yeah, the feeling's yeah. not mutual. Like I even I know you're being sarcastic, but I I still can't even say that jokingly. <laughs> no, we haven't even got to the other point from the England lineup that I need to retract on. But uh, Kai Havertz mm. as well, the volley. It was it was obviously a straight at the goalkeeper, but still a great hit. And uh, the commentators were right in saying that Pickford would have seen it late because big old slabhead was in the way. <laughs> <laughs> like until he moved, Pickford was literally blind. Like, no light got to him. Yeah, no, uh, no. It's like how the sun takes, what, 15 minutes to sort of get out of the way (laughs) for the rays to hit Earth. So Pickford was very much delayed (laughs) getting the ball from behind. There's an eclipse for him. He had had to put on his glasses to protect his eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Wearing two hats Uh, to keep the sun out. The last one, and I'm going to go to you for this. Uh, Thomas Miller. Yeah, it was... I don't know. It felt like it was it was one nil at the time, one nil to England. Thomas Muller is sort of through on goal, feels for all the all the tea in China that he's gonna just slot his past Pickford. <laughs> he's been surely in this position hundreds of times in his professional career. It's not even really that close. Like it's 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 a pretty decent chunk of white when you consider he's one on one with you know Everton football clubs goalkeeper it's it's not even like he's got you know a decent you know keeper in his way he's just he's put a wife <laughs> and gone for a corner in that situation oh, it was shocking i was sort of it was one of those more I, I imagine you probably felt the same as you were properly supporting england just i felt certain that it was going in oh a hundred percent like people was watching already cursing sterling who gave the ball away and yeah uh, like Sterling's reaction as well when you see the video of it is is quite something. But he's uh, just like collapse, he just yeah. collapses he, on the floor in like relief. I, yeah, that's the only word. Just yeah, so I don't even know what you say because he's just given the ball away. He can't track back, and he's just stood there just watching one of one of the most underappreciated footballers of his generation, Definitely. an absolute world class player, one on one. If there's anyone in that German side you would want running at Pickford, it's going to be the cool and composed Thomas Müller. I know. And yeah, you're right. It wasn't. It was properly wide. Like it wasn't. Oh, he got kind of unlucky. It took a funny bobble and hit the post. He absolutely shanked it. <laughs> it's it's like one of those moments where you're in the middle of a game. You know, stakes are high. Maybe a bit under the influence, and you have one of those moments <laughs> where the ball just like 
is like I don't know coming across the face of goal or something, and it just seems to take forever in your head. Like in reality, it's like what? It's about a second, second and a half. It, like you have about ten million thoughts racing through your head as that ball is struck by Thomas Muller, and you just can't imagine a, a universe where that just doesn't go in. You don't, and look, Thomas Muller, he'll get one-on-one chances next season, and he'll bury them all. Like, it's an absolute anomaly. And when that went wide, you kind of thought, right, this is Zinkin's dad. <laughs> like, if you've got Thomas Muller shitting one-on-one chances wide, it's your day, something. And then, like, some players, because obviously we want to move on, we don't just want to talk about this match the entire time, but some players <laughs> to give shout-outs to Jack Grealish changed the game when he came on. A proper yeah. impact uh, as well. I think Luke Shaw was poor in the first half, but in the second half was a completely different player uh, as well. I thought he was fantastic. And uh, I'm going I'm to say it, and I, I'm on the record saying I wouldn't have even taken him to the tournament, but Kyle Walker was fantastic. Yeah, that was <laughs> one of the main <laughs> messages, highlights that you sent to me after the match. Yeah, just to yeah, apologising for anything you've ever said. Yeah. Yeah, and like at right centre half, I, I'm not, clearly I'm not a footballing expert. <laughs> he he was fantastic. I thought all three centre halves were fantastic as well. Like Maguire, you wouldn't have known Maguire just was coming off like a not lengthy, what do you call it? Like, well, a few months off an injury. I only yeah, just yeah. made it to the tournament. You wouldn't have known. John Stones is proven that perhaps he was actually raising Diaz to his level. <laughs> Because Ruben Diaz had a terrible tournament, but John Stones was great. And I thought I've actually thought Kai Havertz was really good as well, like for the German side. Good, yeah. Like he he had a great game. And I think you've got to give Jordan Pickford. You definitely got to give him some credit for the two the two saves. I mean, they were sort of he sort of limited the Germans to only a few really clear chances, and Pickford done very well for definitely the probably all three. You could argue actually, even though Thomas Muller does shank it wide. You know, he's only shanked it wide because Pickford's come out and closed the closed the space in such a short amount of time. Pickford is quick, and yeah, he did run out there. He, I don't know how to be a goalkeeper, but from what people were saying, he came out, he did the right things to make himself as big as possible, and that made Thomas Muller thought, well, I'm going to have to put this properly in the corner. Like, not just, I can't just pass it around like I'm playing FIFA, just like knock it under the goalie. He had to, and yeah, and... For Harry Kane to finally get a goal as well, maybe that'll wake him up a little bit. And oh, Saka, we can't not mention Saka. He was only on for about 65 minutes, I think it was. Um, but I thought Rudiger, like, I messed with one of my friends during a match. I said, I think Rudiger's going to ask for, he's going to throw in a transfer request at the end of this so that he doesn't <laughs> have to ever see Saka again because he was giving him a torrid time. It was good. I was sort of, I won't say I was question why he was starting because he was very good in the last game wasn't he against the Czechs wasn't it mm-hmm. and he was starting and I was thinking you know you've got Foden, Grealish, Sancho some of the names you see on the bench and I was thinking imagine being a German you've seen Jaden Sancho tear up the Bundesliga for what two or three seasons mm-hmm. uh, which we'll touch on later but yeah, um, <laughs> yeah but Kyle Saka just it was pretty good he was just it was up and down he did he did everything you want from a from a white man helping the defense out you know, getting forward, pretty good. Yeah, you were two players in in because Kane was kind of dropping a little bit deep to try and create and try and get in the game, and he was being man marked. Like Mats Hummels is probably someone else that we should say actually had a really good game. Like I know he conceded twice, but considering he's 57 years old, because um, it was the one where uh, right at the end of the first half, as yes. well, literally the last second of the half, where Kane kind of looked like he was about to, he took it past Neuer, but there was Mats Hummels. <laughs> Yeah, great defender that. that one, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was it was great. And there's a couple of there's a header as well. Kane had kind of a half chance on a header, but Matt Hummel's got there first. Um, but having Sterling and Saka both just running at people, and they were probably taking people on, which is weirdly isn't something you see that often in football these days. Usually, it's more intricate passing. To just to see Sterling and Saka just running at four or five defenders at once and be like hey who wants to take me on because when i get in the penalty box you touch me i'm going down <laughs> <laughs> which is effectively what the sadio mané approach yeah i like that <laughs> yeah hey, if, if it works and in terms of sweepstake pretty devastating. i mean 
You look for well, I yeah, for, for some of us. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say I care. You but, look uh, forward. Obviously, you've got who's your um, team left again? I have Denmark, the only team left. You've got the Danes left. And what's funny is if you beat the Czechs and uh, my boys, England, <laughs> uh, beat Ukraine on, I think it's Saturday night, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, then th- we will play, we could potentially play each yeah. other in the semi finals, a place in the final for the winner. And uh, it's ridiculous. I sort of accepted. That I was going to have to rewatch this, the Liverpool still six one match. <laughs> it's not looking likely anymore. Like no, like somehow <laughs> Denmark have been fantastic considering what happened. Obviously with Christian Eriksen, yeah. they they've shown that they are way more than just Christian Eriksen. They've got some other top quality players in there. I got to be honest, I don't fancy their chances. <laughs> I'm just thinking if, I mean, I, I imagine that. I I wonder will you. I can't imagine you'll line up the same way against Ukraine that you had that you did against Germany. But then again, you did you did sort of play the whole way through the whole tournament, didn't you? Do you reckon though it's it would be very England one to knock out the Germans and then go out to lose Ukraine? Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> and it's lose to Zinchenko and company. Yeah. Um, it would be but that's Not very England. That's incredibly England, but you know, I, I, you just can't see it but that's what makes it england is that you're there and you're like yeah. good we've beaten the germans all we've got to do is knock aside ukraine oh, that's incredible we, we've beaten wales gareth bale and co and we're coming up against iceland this should be fine no. <laughs> can't believe that's five years ago as well that seems absolutely insane <laughs> and like what's weird like england still haven't considered a goal and I said that last week on the podcast, but there was obviously all the arguments. It's like, oh, well, it's an ageing Luka Modric and his mates, and it's the Czech Republic. And then it was like, as, as well as Scotland play, they couldn't hit anything for love nor money. Like him, but then to not concede against the Germans as well, who knocked, how many did they, what was the score against? Was it 5 2 against Portugal? Uh, oh, four. Oh, I can't remember now. Might be four two, five two. Yeah, he just done that to Portugal. Right. And like you talk about the Czechs, they knocked out the Dutch, who again weren't obviously not the best team in the world, but we're still one of the favourites for the tournament. There's some good sides left in here. Like I know, I know Ukraine is not a big kind of footballing name (laughs) these days. It's not someone that you look to at the internationals, but. They're not to be taken lightly, and I think that's that's what's happened. That's what happened to the French, <laughs> as yeah. well as we're going to touch on in in a moment. Like they got all the talent you could ever want. They're literally the world champions. <laughs> yeah, they have uh, what about two world class players per position? Pretty much, and they got the one Pogba Kante kind of pivot is working an absolute dream. They got Benzema up front, who's <laughs> like, what, what more do you need? Like you got yeah. people like Coman not even able to make it into the side. A man <laughs> worth either thirty million or a hundred plus million depends on uh, which representative you, you talk. <laughs> but yeah, I I couldn't believe it. I mean, if I'm being completely honest, I didn't watch the France Switzerland game. I I'd I'd work. I'd be up early the next morning, and I thought it was such a done deal. There's no point even watching it. How wrong I was. What an evening that was. One of my one of my worst. One of my worst predictions. <laughs> then again, no one saw it coming, so I, you know, I don't think I'm to blame. Well, you just had Spain against um, Croatia. Croatia, yeah, which looked done and dusted until yeah. that ended up ending three-three with the last kick of the game, and uh, Spain were going to win an extra time five-three. Um, Spain were surprising some people given the team that they've got. Like, there's still some incredible players in there. Yeah, people and, were talking about Spain a few weeks ago as if they were like. They were useless, weren't they? They're a brilliant football team. They're some of the players. I know they've got to deal with having Morata up front, but they're dealing with it well. Look, imagine having a potentially great striker up front who you can't drop, so your goal's (laughs) having to come from elsewhere. I can't. I can't imagine. I can't picture it. Not one. Not my team. But I remember last week one of my my quiz questions for the European Championship with Agadia was the biggest win in tournament history was five nil. Spain scored five goals in two games consecutively. Yep. There you That's go. That's ridiculous. Like. It is ridiculous. And then in the evening, you got France-Switzerland. Looks done and dusted. 
and all of a sudden it's it's real. The Swiss take the lead. You think, oh, you know, normality is about to resume. France take a 3-1 lead. Three goals unanswered. You think, this is it. Pogba scores one of the goals of the tournament. <laughs> what a tournament he's had. Yeah. You can't believe it. What a tournament he's had. He's been absolutely incredible. And he goes home in a round of 16. <laughs> I know. James Rodriguez, 2014 vibes. Oh, God, if Real Madrid want to pay like 100 million for him. <laughs> Be my guest. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I'm, I cannot wait for the rest of the rest of the tournament, really. There's no. lot, like one, two, three, four, five, seven games, I think. Quick maths there. I think it's seven oh. games I have to play, and I want to watch every single one of them. There's been some, this has been an incredibly great Euro. It's like from, yeah. from the first game to where we are now, it's just been fantastic. And it's, you don't want to say it's coming home. But well, we can sing it. We can sing it. Yeah, and here is David Padilla with Frank's <laughs> The lightning seeds, ladies and gentlemen. The lightning seeds. I can't wait tomorrow. Um, at time rec- I'm not tomorrow, sorry, but at time. Or is it tomorrow? Our game's back tomorrow? Yeah, Friday. Yeah, yeah Friday. Thursday, so. Italy, Belgium. <laughs> yeah. eight, eight o'clock, I think. Is, is it? Or are they first? I can't remember. Oh, no, I, can't no I think they're eight. I think it's Spain, Switzerland first. Oh, Spain, that's going to be a great game as well. Spain, Switzerland is going to be great. Then Saturday, you got the Danes. Come on, Denmark. Like, here <laughs> in Hodgeberg, or whatever his name is. <laughs> oh, against Patrick Schick. Patrick Schick. Patrick Schick. Oh, God, you're going to sign him, aren't you? It sounds like a, a scout signing. One of them, yeah. Considering <laughs> Jamie Carragher. Patrick Schick. <laughs> Spitting over another girl says it. <laughs> okay, let's let's leave that alone. But yeah, no, it's been it's been a really good tournament, and I I like usually there's I'll say I'll say the French are going to win it the whole time. You were you were a Portugal man, weren't you? Yep. Both gone in the round of sixteen, and now it. I don't even want to predict anyone because I feel like they're the next ones to go out. Italy have been very very good this tournament and they haven't yeah. lost a game for something crazy like three years or whatever but it's just because they were so rubbish for so for quite yeah, a while they missed, really forgot about them i think it was it was the 2018 world cup wasn't it they missed out buffon's last game was failing to qualify for it or something yeah yeah and uh yeah so the italians aren't to be underestimated but who knows we, we're saying all this and they might get battered seven nil by belgium tomorrow I know, and and nothing will matter, and then Belgium will lose to someone, and then England will, will win it by default. <laughs> England but, is the last team left. <laughs> they get to the final, everyone else just off. Oh, let's touch on the on the French for a second, who are obviously out. We, we've we've yeah. praised everyone, so now it's time to have a go at some people. Oh yeah. Uh, it went down to a penalty shootout. All penalties scored until um, one of the, the second steps up. Yeah. <laughs> Until the world's second most expensive footballer, uh, Kylian Mbappe, rocks up to hit. It was a poor penalty. It wasn't a great penalty. Yeah. But I feel like any penalty you don't score gets called a poor penalty. It's like, why do you kick it there? So we've got to guess. That is one thing I love. You could literally take the worst penalty ever, but if it goes in and the keeper happens to go the other way, oh, brilliant. You gave the keeper the ice there. Brilliant penalty. Fantastic. Cool Exact same thing happens, except the keeper goes the right way. Shock and penalty. Shock. What Absolutely. Was what was it doing? Why didn't you go the other way? It was so obvious. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I haven't been practicing penalties. I don't know what that means. Of all the critics in the world, who would have expected Adrian Rabio's mum? <laughs> Veronique? Or I don't know how you say her name. <laughs> Veronica, probably, that presumably says. Um, and she said, and I quote, it is embarrassing how he struck that. For a player of his level, he hit it too lightly. I hope you're going to scold him. <laughs> Love it. Yep. Uh, but obviously the French haven't really got on. They don't get on well. Apparently bringing back Benzema upset some people. Um, I why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the French manager just said respect each other, respect each other always oh. uh, was the last thing they apparently said That's to the squad. Uh, <laughs> That's adorable. Clearly, 
Just shame Veronica wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, as well, she had a 20-minute heated exchange with Mbappe's dad. <laughs> what I would give to see this footage. Is this like the under-11s? <laughs> My dad's harder than your dad. Yeah. My mom is louder than your dad. But so not great. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so I don't really have anything to say about it. We weren't. Neither of us were there, obviously. <laughs> so like, I just thought it was very funny that that's Veronica. She she could go down as the like the MVP of the tournament. Do you remember how in um, South Africa 2010 it was like that octopus that just kept predicting the matches correctly? <laughs> Adrian Rabio's mom is the new. I don't say the new. She's the new MVP. She's she will be the one remembered from this tournament. I don't think there was one from 2014, really. But this is the outsider that has made the tournament great. Absolutely stunning. Yeah, apparently she also, the Athletic has a source who told them that she also wasn't very happy with Paul Pogba because she feels like it was his fault for the Swiss <laughs> equaliser. I can believe that as someone that watches him. <laughs> <laughs> 30 weeks in a year so I can fully it? believe that I'm not going to question that well yeah big show unless we're playing Man win. City he usually doesn't bother yep. tracking back and only if the Eddie had as well yeah. but yeah well done to um, what was his name again Veron, Veronica, Veronica. Rabio I imagine it's, would be her surname yeah it's V-E-R-O-N-I-Q-U-E yeah Veronique it would be something like that I wanted Veronique it was French. Well, how would, how would Jamie Carragher say that name? <laughs> Veronique. <laughs> we got that one with it at the end. That's it. Like always. Uh, so oh, the French Nathan, crap. Yeah. Well, Nathan, you see, we've we've talked a lot about football. You know, a lot of proper. Uh, we're getting proper in depth there for a minute. I was getting a bit, you know, out of my depth. Thought I'd bring back a bit of normality to the show. I have a yeah. bit of a bit of a game for you. Okay. That I kind of thought up just randomly this morning. I thought, geez, that's actually a pretty good game. What I want you to do, right? Squad numbers. Oh, God. They're usually pretty memorable, right? Oh, no. I want you, starting from one, and the rule is you can't repeat the same player for different numbers. I want you to go one, like one, two, three, four, chronologically, as high as you can without getting one wrong. Manchester United. Oh no! So I'm thinking this should be good. <laughs> no, this is going to be rubbish. I've got this could no be incredible. Idea. I All will right. give you. You cannot. If you hesitate for, I'm going to say about five seconds, and this is purely going to be based on the the. I idea already test. know that I don't know who the number four is. And the number be, three. Oh is no, no, guess. no! Not at the not at the minute. You can pick literally anyone who's ever worn the shirt. Oh god, you see, I don't pay attention to squad numbers. I mean, Ooh. I know, I know. I know. All right, so number one, David De Gea. Number two, Victor Lindelof. You could have had Gary Neville. You could you can go with anyone who's ever worn it. Just again throwing that out there. Go yeah, on. But number three. Yeah, but I didn't want it. That's fair. Gee, okay. All right. <laughs> Bloody hell! Just trying to trying to have a bit of fun. Go on. Number three. <laughs> number three. I don't actually know the number three. So this is awkward. I've got no idea. I cannot tell. You. Think of the golden age of Ferguson. Yeah, but I don't know who wore the number three. (laughs) Neither of the golden age I'm talking about. Has he already thrown in the towel? Oh, did Ferdinand wear three? I can confirm Rio Ferdinand did not wear the number three. You could have had Eric Bailly, who currently wears it. Okay. He's not memorable. Luke Shaw wore it for a season, 14-15 apparently. I don't remember that at all. Patrice Evra had it for about eight seasons. And Phil Neville wore it for about ten. And you could have Dennis Irwin in there as well. We've had Dennis Irwin. I don't want to say disappointing. <laughs> he did to be fair, guys, he didn't check with me if I knew any squad numbers. No, I've I've literally propped this propped this, just plopped it. Plopped it in front of you. And I thought, go on, go ahead, tell us. Could you go like if I say like the number seven shirt straight away, you'd have you'd, sh- you'd have someone, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, I'll just pick you know uh, Antonio yeah. Valencia. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> if I could say the number eighteen. Number eighteen. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, Ashley Young. Well done. You could add Bruno, which was a bit. Oh, yeah, shit. Old <laughs> <laughs> gold. He's one for Ashley Young. What do you think is, I've got the, I've got all the squad numbers up in front of me. What do you think is like the lowest number that like United have never fielded in a competitive game? The lowest number they've never fielded? Yeah. How do you I'm, mean? What, like this number has never appeared? Yeah, no one, no one has ever had this number. No squad player has ever had this uh, shirt number. Oh, it's got a bit wild at times. Cause fucking Andreas Pereira used to wear 44 for ages. Which is always, that's a memorable one because it's just fucking weird. So did Adnan Yanazai, according to my notes. (laughs) (laughs) This never appeared. Trying to think. I'm just going to have to pick a number, obviously, otherwise this game is going to come for you. Like a a 37? You've gone 37. I can confirm. Well, actually, to be fair, that's actually a pretty good shout you've given because some of the names on the (laughs) were worn the number 37. The most recent one, James Garner. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's a midfielder. He went on Forest to Forest uh, on loan last season. Apparently Don- he had a great time. Donald Love, you could have had. Sunderland legend. Robbie Brady, Danny Weber, John O'Shea. Okay, so it's not 37 is what you said. Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> All right, let's keep going up. Let's go, let's if, keep you'd, going. if you'd gotten this, I would have been very surprised. 55. <laughs> and the highest number... That's ever been used in United's history, Jonah. So it's it's probably not been worn in a match, but it's been like given to a squad player. Not gonna be one of because the Italians sometimes just have like a ninety-nine rock up. I don't think we would have gone that high. Donna Rommel. <laughs> uh oh. let's go like sixty. Ooh. Seventy-four. And it was this season to uh, one of the best first names in football history, Shola. Um, I'm not going to try. Short tire. Well, we'll oh, go. Charetia. Yep, that's 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 what I said. Yeah, you know, his favourite player is Juan Mata. There you go. A man right, of so a man of British. Back to the numbers. Num, num, number four is actually an easy one. Go on. Because it belongs to uh, Ophelius Jones. Since the 11-12 season. Yeah. If I was to say who wore it before Phil Jones, would you know? Jesus, we're going back a really long way. <laughs> yeah, to the 10-11 season. Is it Wes Brown? Uh, it's not. Did Wes Brown ever wear it? Going into my notes, he did not. It was Owen Hargreaves. Who? <laughs> Man City legend Owen Hargreaves there. <laughs> Five, obvious. Marcus Rojo. Yep, well done. <laughs> yep. Six. Paul Pogba. Seven. Well, just anyone. <laughs> Michael yeah. Owen. Go on, there's a shout. <laughs> we'll go final, your final two, and I want the most obscure player you can think of for eight oh, and okay. nine. To be fair, the number eight, how many obscure recent but, players? So... Uh, is there anyone more obscure than Juan Mata wearing eight forever? Uh, good point. Uh, Anderson uh, or Nicky Nicky Butt? Oh, the most yeah, obscure respect on Nicky Butt's name. Well, I mean, it's Wayne Rooney is your other option. You're not going to pick Wayne Rooney, and I mean, I'm going like when since the squad numbers are actually a thing, not just like players who used to cause used to be one to eleven, didn't it? So you'd get yeah. players like, for example, uh, Gordon Strachan wearing it a few times from 84 to 89. And uh, Liam Whelan, the first ever player to wear it for your club. I'm sure you have fond memories of uh, of uh, Liam. Yeah. Number oh, nine. Absolutely. Go on, give me, give me the most random player to wear the number nine shirt for United. <laughs> There's one of those that might surprise you, actually. <laughs> Is that really the super obvious ones that come to mind? What was Teddy Sheringham when he first came in? Because he took uh, Cantona. He wasn't number nine. Hmm? Wasn't the number nine, anyways. He was number ten. I don't, I don't, I don't really have anyone. For an obscure number nine. Yeah, there's one player who you know fondly, but pro- I imagine you don't know he ever wore the number nine. I imagine it was only a couple of times before uh, squad numbers were a thing. 
Before Scotland is there a thing? Probably. But like that's still like recent. Alan Brazil. Uh okay, that's a really <laughs> Did he even play for Man United? Yeah. <laughs> Did he? I Man United. No idea. I could not tell you anything about <laughs> Alan Brazil. Uh Paul Scholes apparently wore it a few times during ninety-five, ninety-six. Wouldn't have known that. Very weird. Well, there you go. There's some, there's some weird squad numbers. I was hoping the you'd go like one to about. I don't know. I I like I'd say I could go to about. I just don't clearly. I don't pay perfect. enough attention to squad numbers like you. There you go. There you go. Do you want me to rattle off my list in order? Go for it. There we go. Okay, and you can't repeat the same player, which is why straight away I already know my number eight isn't going to be Stephen Gerrard. <laughs> okay, Allison. Nathaniel Klein, Steve Finnan, Sammy Hoopier, Daniel Iger, Dejan Lovren, Luis Suarez, Emil Heskey, Fernando Torres, Philip Coutinho, Mo Salah, Joe Gomez, Danny Murphy, Jordan Henderson, Peter Crouch, Jermaine Pennant, Maxi Rodriguez, John Ernarisa, Fernando Morientes, Adam Lalana, Lucas Leva, uh, Momo Sissoko, Jamie Carragher, Joe Allen, Pepe Reina, Andy Robertson, Origi, Stephen Gerrard, Dominic Solanke, number 30. Oh, no. Oh, God, number 30. <laughs> there you go, guys. I hope someone at home is fact-checking, because fuck if I know. He might be making this all up. God. <laughs> <laughs> number 30, oh, my God. I'm going to have to look it up. <laughs> oh, you done. You've run out go of your five-second rule. Yeah, go on. Buy me some time there, please, Nathan. Nope. I will not. Oh, brilliant. We shall all just <laughs> wait as I click into um, uh, transfermarkets.com. Liverpool squad numbers. Liverpool. Um, Wiki. 29, 30. Uh, Suso. I could oh, have had. okay. Legend. Uh, legend. Legend. Bolo Zenden. That's probably the one I should have got most, to be honest. I don't remember Suso, everyone's the number 30. Mm. I don't think much people remember Suso outside of an AC Milan kit. You know, a 33 I would have struggled with as well. I, I might have got Neil Meller, Liverpool legend. Liverpool legend, Neil Meller. Legend, Neil Meller. Well, there we go. There was a there was a fun game. <laughs> I, need to, I need to get better at that. Yeah, I will practice my squad numbers. I'm surprised I only got I 30. Do you know that there's actually a Liverpool player who wore 99? I'm going to look up who it is because I don't know. But oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hill. Tom Hill, my word. You said you wanted to talk about some obscure... There you go. <laughs> obscure. I don't know what to add to that. Uh, he played in the... He came off the bench, I believe, in the, that Villa game where, where we had to play all the kids. The, the original one before Villa had to do the same thing. The original after... We were the innovators of that. But yeah, but back onto current football. Went a bit, went a bit uh, historical there. Back to the early 2000s. Um, it's over. The quest has finally ended. Jaden Sancho is, well, is actually not even officially. A fee has been agreed between the two clubs after it's, about 17 years. It's been announced born. by both clubs now. United have sent out their little app notification. Oh, it's it's a done deal. Has, has, do you have a picture of him leaning against like uh, <laughs> some no, uh, squad memorabilia or something? We don't because he's busy not playing. Mm. So he's he's obviously far far too busy. Yes, yes, yes. Gareth Southgate won't let him uh, <laughs> Which is leave. good because he's protected. He's going to be fresh. That's a good point. Yeah, he's going to be fresh. But yeah, it is it's done. It it, it is over. I think the the fee agreed ended up. Brilliant. Well, I don't know. It it changed for for quite a little while. I think it's ended up being about seventy seven million pounds, about ninety million euro. Wow. Um, apparently that's being paid off um, incredibly, considering how stubborn everyone's being. Apparently it's being paid off across five years. Ooh. Which is all right. Tasty deal. That's only. That's a little. T- yeah, a little bit. I mean, my math is brutal. That's well, much less than twenty million a year. It's a pretty good loan. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. So apparent. That's apparently. So that might be wrong. But <laughs> that was what I saw. I have not fact checked this. Oh well, well, I wasn't there. So <laughs> it could all be nonsense. Fly <laughs> on the wall. Yeah. 
No, you can never. You can never trust a player has officially signed unless he's uh, photographed holding the shirt stood in front of some building in town. Like, For Liverpool, yeah. it's always the it's always the liver bird, or they're in. Well, it's not Melwood anymore. They're in Melwood, like d- doing that, like the arms folded, kind of smile to the to the trophy wall. For us, it's usually somewhere in Carrington, sat down at a desk holding a pen, uh, pretending to sign a contract while Solskjaer just stands there smiling. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. I missed that. Those are, those are the classic ones, weren't they? Just this the simple. Let's bring back yeah. holding up the scarf. Class. Standing yeah. on the pitch, middle of Anfield or Old Trafford or wherever you're signing, just holding up a scarf. I'd be more than happy with that. Or when they're sort of wearing the jersey over like a jacket or something and it looks so like uncomfortable. Well, I think the jersey is probably why we don't have a picture of him because obviously we are changing sponsor. That deal should have come in today at time of recording. We've not even touched on the fact Messi doesn't have a job as of yeah. today. But well, it seems it seems so obvious that it's just yeah. not really news. I think it's being made out, made out more, made out to be more than what it is. There we go. Pretty much, but uh, yeah. So I think obviously we're going to have a horrible looking sponsor on mm. our on our top next year. To be fair, I did see like a concept picture of Sancho wearing the kit, and the the sponsor does not. It's really poor in logo. Do you right? any favors? It's 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 not a good look. I like I used to take the mech out of the Chevrolet. Looking back, the Chevrolet is actually like a decent enough sponsor. I, I wouldn't mind. I think it's an interesting logo. Whereas Very this different. one, it's just going to be white kit. So it takes us back to when we had Aon on, <laughs> and it's just the big white letters A-O-N. Aon and an egg. Yeah, an A-I-G. <laughs> That's my two favourites. At least they put A-I-G in a box. Like the Aon one, they just like printed it in big mm. white letters. When we had that stupid checkered shirt for a little bit. Love that. That covered a tat. It covered probably one of your best seasons, which was, well, not one of your best seasons, obviously, but Ferguson's last season winning the Premier League and then the David Moyes era. <laughs> like, could not contrast to times at the club any more different. Just the one jersey. I love it. I miss that. Bring back Kiss the last more than one season. That would be great. Instead of having to spend, like, well, not that, not that either of us do, spend, like, 70 quid on a brand-new shirt at the start of every know. season. I spend 150 on old ones. <laughs> So who's the real sucker? <laughs> and I won't spend more than like 20 quid on one. Yeah. That's why I don't have any of like the yeah. retro cool ones. But, yeah, um, what he said. Yeah, yeah Sancho. Uh, I mean, it makes the attack look absolutely lethal. We're going to be starting the season probably with Rashford on the left, Cavani in the middle and Sancho on the right. Like, and with Bruno Fernandes and probably Paul Pogba, maybe. Like supplying, supplying the line. You got that's lethal. There's goals everywhere in there. Tony um, Marshall and Mason Greenwood on the bench. Who coming off? Good point. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's the interesting discussion. Is obviously that this means that people are gonna, someone's gonna have to go. Like, cause I can't see us keeping. I can't see us keeping everyone. I think Lee Marshall, Grant. Yeah, Lee Grant's gone because Sancho signed. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. Yeah, finally. Now we've got Sancho. We don't need Phil Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Second mention of the week. Well done, Phil. How Usually you don't get a look is, in. That's true. Anywhere. <laughs> how um, how much longer is his contract? Oh, I think it's at least one more year or is two. It? What? Sorry. So if he, if he, even if he signed like a five-year contract five years ago, he was so finished at that stage, wasn't he? What year are we in? He, was play- he played under Jose. Oh, he did actually. Yeah, he was part of. Yeah, yeah he did. He he played. It's when uh, Solskjaer's coming. Like uh, Solskjaer's first actual season, he used to play like the backup. It would be him and like Rojo oh, would God. would play in like the Europa League and stuff like that. So he would play, but then he got he got he did get a really bad injury and like he didn't play a second last season. Um, so mm. I think he he would surely if he cares about. It, playing football he's going to leave this summer because i can't imagine we're going to ask a fee for him no he he feels like one of them that's going to run down the contract leaving a free and then he'll probably end up at some some championship team or something blackpool why not go back to blackburn Mm. i mean speaking of center halves espn were reporting earlier and i don't think this is particularly reliable because they're usually they're not that reliable espn bring it up please bring it up so 
Well, it's, it's obviously it's Ra- yeah, we're going to bring it up. It's Raphael Varane, who allegedly has told Real Madrid he's not going to sign their new contract offer. Apparently, I think it was the Athletic who said the offer they made to Varane is a pay cut. Real Madrid, who obviously don't have, they're not. They've, they again, they've not. I don't think they've made any signings <clears throat> this summer. They didn't make any last summer. Yeah, no. Obviously, not. the Euros is going on, so they might be working on something. But how's that uh, Super League looking now, Florentino? You mug. That's <laughs> the Liverpool fan. Who <laughs> <laughs> were the apparently the lynch, the linchpins, the forefront runners, I guess is what you say. Yeah. Where is it now? Aren't like yeah. if you actually look there, isn't it like Real, Barca, and like Juventus? Or, I think are still not have still not like back down. It. I love yeah. that. It's stubborn as anything. There's nobody left. Just, and they're like, oh, we think this is how, this is the only way football can be sustainable. And it's like, yeah, for you, because you're fucking broke. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a really like bad version of the uh, the guys playing the violin on the Titanic. <laughs> Just, it, it really is a sinking ship over there. But yeah, Sancho. <laughs> the Titanic. <laughs> I think speaking of Super League, this... I don't know if this shows particularly. I, look, we don't trust the Glazers for love nor money, but they've at least backed up something that they said, which was they were going to actually invest this summer properly. And right. they go 90 million euro agreed to pay for deals allegedly in the works for people like Varane. And then I think after the Euros, it's going to for United. Uh, there's going to be a little bit of a clear out. We don't really know who's sticking around, like Jesse Lingard. Anthony Martial, people like that, Phil Jones. Do you, but do you honestly think that you're going to sign anyone else? Yes. After you've signed Sancho, do you think so? Yeah, I think we will. I think the centre half has. <clears throat> I think we at least sign a centre half, and Varane's the big one that's been spoken about at the moment uh, because he has said that he won't be extending his stay at Real Madrid. He's only got one more year on his contract, which means that you're going to get him for a cut price. Cut price deal because they don't want to lose him for a free. It's just other, like the clear out, which Ollie has done quite slowly, uh, which he probably has to because you can't, if you if you sell like six people, then that means you've got to sign six people to replace them in the squad. <laughs> uh, but there's still a few like Jesse Lingard, who's probably going to end up going back to West Ham. People like Andreas Pereira is back from loan. Like, where's he going to go? Um, yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question i imagine yeah. he's thinking the exact same thing yeah pretty much and uh so yeah i think we do at least sign a center half and you think a proper like major i i look yeah pro- probably i think it's, it's going to be a partner for Maguire. i don't think we're going to stick with lindelof um as being the main main backup and that's the other thing is that by just signed that new deal Who's about as reliable as Joel Matip? Yeah, it's Joel Matip. Yeah. <laughs> to say not. So does people? Does someone like Lindelof stick around? Like Tanzebe is apparently going on loan. It's looking like he's probably going back to Villa for his third loan spell at Villa. <laughs> like, I think yeah. Well, what about let's, let's talk Liverpool transfers whilst we're on the on the front. Obviously, you made a, um, a an Arsenal for Suarez level bid for Kingsley Coman. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. There was it, it. almost felt like it was going to happen. I mean, I know there was talks of it being like rejected or whatever, but I thought, oh yeah, thirty thirty five, whatever it was, million for Coman. I mean, good. It it bolstered the front line, I guess. You know, bit a bit of pace, bit of you know attacking intent. Then it, it came out in the papers that Bayern were rejecting the bid. You think, oh, oh right, maybe a couple of million off. Uh, uh, triple it. <laughs> they want over 100 million for Kingsley Coleman. He's which, a top world-class player. Like, Which makes me think, li- why, are you, <laughs> why were we bidden? This is literally us last last summer when people were like, oh, United said they won't pay more than 50 million for Sancho. And I was like, yeah, so you're not going to get him. Yeah, love that. <laughs> <laughs> it was with it's been Liverpool, very quiet. Yeah. That's what exactly what I was about to say. There's, have you seen anything? Because I barely see a word about Liverpool. Oh, really? I mean, nothing, nothing like major. I mean, I imagine there'll be a replacement for Wijnaldum. I don't know who that's going to be. Okay, I mean, I, that's, you know, I, I was just about to say, <laughs> I think I, it, it feels like such a 
Liverpool thing to do. We go, oh no, we got Curtis Jones to come up. It's like, yeah, well, last season we had Curtis Jones and Genie one album. I was like, oh no, no. And they're talking about um, obviously Neko Williams came up that he wants to wants to leave the club. Actually, really weird. Did you know that um, you know Inaki Williams plays for Athletic Bilbao? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, he's a brother called Nico Williams. What? Isn't that weird? Yeah, <laughs> Inaki <laughs> Williams has a brother at Bilbao who plays for Bilbao called Nico Williams. Except he's Nico N I C O, and the one at Liverpool is N E C O. Inaki Williams. The one thing I know about him is has he, he's not missed a league game for Bilbao in something like five seasons. He's played all 38 every season. Yeah. Consistency. Crazy. And he signed like a seven-year deal there. Yeah. He's been linked to Liverpool a lot, but I'd love to have seen him. Obviously, he loves Bilbao. I've been to Bilbao. It's a lovely place. Have you? Yeah, it's a lovely place. Imagine. A lot lot of culture, I imagine. Very cultural. A lot of culture, yeah. I went to an art gallery there. Yeah. Were you forced? I was. It was the girl I was dating at the time. It was for her, like, a... For, for her like university degree because she was doing art of course <laughs> brilliant but anyways back to back to Liverpool uh, another, <laughs> back to the city of Bilbao this week's sponsor <laughs> Athletic um, but yeah I came up the Neko Williams want, wants out at the club and um, I was looking at the price I mean I wasn't expecting to get a lot from but I think the touted price was like 8 million and it's like that's not even he's rubbish yeah I mean I'm not that I never rated him. Like he, he you know, he had a bit of potential, I guess, but like he's nowhere near good enough to play for Liverpool. You've literally always hated him. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody Welsh. I um, <laughs> No, I think I think he's he's a good lad. He, he wasn't great. But I don't want to just come on and slate him. He is younger than me, which is which is saying something. I'm only about twelve. But it came out that we're not signing the backup right back because we've got James Milner and Joe Gomez to cover. And it's like lacks so much ambition what is that just sign just sign someone to fill the void I don't want a 36 year old James Milner <laughs> covering it right back bloody hell but, yeah I mean that's as exciting as Liverpool's transfer business has gone so far Wijnaldum's gone you were briefly linked for a little bit with uh, Renato Sanchez we uh, have been for the last like since Euro former, 2016 former golden golden boy winner oh, yep and uh, we all know how signing those golden boy winning midfielders goes. <laughs> and Anthony Martial, not a midfielder, but yeah. Uh, I mean, I've seen links with like Ollie Watkins, Harvey Barnes. I don't know how credible that is. N- nothing major on that. Harvey probably... Barnes feels like a very Klopp signing. Do you think? I feel I feel it feels more like a bloody Kenny Dalglish at his second stint in charge of Liverpool when we signed Stuart Downing for twenty million. <laughs> I think Harvey Barnes is good, like Leicester. Who I mean, I'm, I'm not comparing. I'm not comparing the two. I say that. Tearing it up in the transfer business. You got to look at they. They signed Sumer, uh, which is absolutely top player. Considering they didn't get Champions League football, like they still <laughs> managed to sign, sign him. And then they just signed Daka from uh, from Salzburg for like twenty odd million. So they're in a decent summer. Yeah, I mean the other one. Like... Well, speaking of like Neko Williams, who obviously you you absolutely adore. And uh, and then you're saying James James Milner, 36, playing a right back. Who do you think Liverpool's worst right back from your recent memory is? I was just thinking about United, and we've had some shockers. I was like, he he was great, but his decline was so bad. Glenn Johnson, for the final like 18 months, was just absolutely horrendous. But there must be. He went very Gary Neville towards the end. <laughs> uh, Jerome Thomas <laughs> done him, <laughs> done him in as well. Um, oh God, it's tough. We've usually been pretty good. Erbeloa, um, Philip Degan, but he was never really a starter. I don't think. Uh, God, who was Nathaniel Klein? Solid, nothing incredible. He was just very solid defensively. Uh, you've really put me on the spot there. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about it. Yeah, no, we've been. been Pretty all right. Joe Gomez is cover. Joe Gomez can't even cover it himself, literally. Cover himself in glory. We can't yeah. do that for love nor money. Oh, God. It feels like ages I've seen Joe Gomez play, but even when I was really watching Joe Gomez play last like, season, wasn't very well. It was like Gomez and Van Dyke, and it was like, oh, this is the, one of the best partnerships in Premier League history. It's like, yeah, say, they've only played together for like 15 yeah. games. Can I say, I've never once <laughs> in my life said that. I'm actually more a fan of the Van Dyke Matip combination. Yeah. But yeah, it's. I don't know, again, Gomez, 
one for the future. He, he could go on to be pretty good. He's never going to be Van Dyke levels. He might be a Joel Matip level enough. defender. Oh, definitely not. No, he would be at this. He actually would he be in the Euro squad? I think he would. I think maybe over Mings. So I mean, he would just start. It, I mean, it place. depends because based on how the start of last season went from obviously the Villa game, the 70, where he was like by far the worst player on the pitch. Do you know when like you know when like you say something about the match and then like the commentator says it about like ten seconds later and you're like, yeah, see, I know exactly what's going on here. He's like he, he had absolutely abysmal game. Carragher mentioned on commentary, and I was like, yeah, that means I'm definitely it's, right. It's nothing is more satisfying as a football fan than sitting there and going like. Oof. You know, I would take Chilwell off and bring on Shaw, and then the manager does it like a minute later, and you're like, yes. <laughs> it's like he's he, he's listening to me. It has nothing to do with the fact that like, it's even better when it's a half-time substitution, and you're there like, oh god, get Fred off. Let's get uh, I don't know, let's get someone else on, and then they bring on that person. Yeah, like yes, it's, it's beautiful, but. Yeah, I mean, that's as exciting as the Liverpool transfer news. I don't think I touched on any transfers nope. really there. I just salated the current team. Obviously, Basuma he seems to be linked with everyone this summer. Marco Gruwich has been meant to be leaving for the last like three summers. He's still a Liverpool player. I don't know how. Basuma um, reeks of an Arsenal late in the window signing. Um, a Parte like... sort of signing. <laughs> yeah, um, Apparently, they made a bid for Locatelli, that Italian... Uh, yeah. midfielder from Sassuolo which I don't know if they'll be able, with no European football I'm not sure they'll be able to tempt him <laughs> um, but you keep forgetting like because Spurs have had a hilarious summer like they've actually got a manager now but, well but it was a stunning few weeks of just people <laughs> turning them down incredible my, then, my uh, personal highlight was Antonio Conte, who, what was it? He like he was approached for the job, and then all of a sudden he came out and said he like wouldn't be managing for another like year or something like that. What on earth happened in that boardroom? I cannot wait for this European Conference League. Because you forget that Spurs <laughs> I forgot about that. do have European football. Oh my god, yeah. I I just remember seeing those like three Irish teams that have qualified for it, and like when when an Irish team is qualifying for a tournament, you know it's not. I don't think any Irish team has ever qualified for the Champions League since it was reformed in 92. So, you know, again, the doldrums of European football. Absolutely. But, yeah, other, has there been any other really much transfer news? Oh, you know what? We need yeah. to touch on it because uh, to, to kind of as we begin to float towards the end of this week's podcast, uh, Rafa Benitez, we were talking oh, yeah. about it last week, that it was a, a quite a strong rumour it's no longer a rumour, it's actually fact. Uh, Rafa Benitez is Everton manager. Will I, get, will I be shocked for the for the thumbnail? Will I give it the old Macaulay Culkin and Home Alone with the, the scream? Can do. Just labelled explicit rant. Um, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I don't want to say I don't overly care. I mean, I don't tend to show much emotion uh, in any situation <laughs> on this show. All right, Ricky. <laughs> He's doing his job. Um, it just, it is what it is. Do you know what I mean? Rafa Benitez, he's sort of, I think we touched on it last week, he wants to be closer to home. Do I care as a Liverpool fan? Not overly, I think, because growing up, for me personally, being from Ireland, not a lot of Everton fans <laughs> anywhere near. Yeah. All United. If Rafa was to go to United, it'd be a completely different chat for me. But I imagine the people, the Scousers who live in Liverpool, it's a very different story growing up with Everton fans left, right and centre, but I can't really, I've never really seen Everton as rivals, like they've just been local, local rivals, that makes sense, they've never been competitive in my lifetime, except for, except for when we last played them, uh, well done to them, yeah. but I, to be fair, I mean, I don't want to see Everton, like, I don't know, succeed, but like, I think Rafa will do a pretty good job there, I'd be interested to see how far he can get, he can get them, because I really thought that Ancelotti would be the would be the highest peak they ever get to, but that sort of fizzled out. So good luck, good luck to them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think Ancelotti, he left obviously before his project was done. He kind of got all the pieces in place with players like Alan, Decore, James Rodriguez, and he got Dominic, he got Dominic Cavalloon absolutely flying last yeah, season. Rafa's got good foundations. He just needs to build upon it, and I know he can. Yeah, Everton just needs to invest. I don't think Rafa's had a particularly good time, really, you could argue since Liverpool, since leaving Liverpool. Uh, yeah. He had a very brief stint at Real Madrid. Got sacked at Inter. 
then got uh, he was interim, wasn't he at Chelsea? He wasn't even the manager. Then he went to Napoli, where he mm. sort of I think laid the foundations for Sarri's team, didn't he? Then yeah. he went to Real, didn't again didn't, didn't go. Out. I mean, it didn't go bad, but I mean, it's just who took over from him makes it look a lot worse than it actually was. I think. Yeah. Then it was Newcastle, I think. Did yeah, he did. He did a good job. It was a big old, it was a big step. He actually managed a season in the Championship. Let's yeah. all forget. Like so, he stuck by him. And, managed uh, to win it. Yeah. He could do some good things, and I think ever like there's a very small minority who have gone far too far on their anger. Yeah, like uh, we obviously talk about the sign that was left outside his house and things like that, which is just disgusting. And like the threats that have been made. And like Raf is a Liverpool legend because of obviously Istanbul. Like you Pretty t- much. That's never going to go away. Yeah, no. And again, <laughs> as someone who grew up with Raf in my sort of formative football years, when you're that sort of like, what, I would have been like three till about nine. As while well, he was Liverpool manager, so sort of my earliest memories are Rafa Benitez's memories, and I love the man. He used to just seem to cause a row with every other manager in the league. It was he seemed to have a fight with everyone every week, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he brilliant. did. He's an explosive character, like less, and it seems like less so these days. He was a very <laughs> passive aggressive sort yeah. of <laughs> subtle comments. He used to love them. Yeah, good. I mean, I kind of again, I wish Rafa luck. I don't wish the club luck at all. No, what would be amazing? If he gets investment taking like the Liverpool hat off like if he gets the investment to actually do something because Everton do have money their owners are their owners are very deep pockets they've not necessarily invested that money particularly well on the pitch what? at times but this but if he gets if he gets time which no manager ever does so that's we, we say that about every single manager whoever gets a job but if he gets time and he gets investment if Frank Lampard gets time Chelsea will not win the Champions League I mean, there's exceptions to that, but uh, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be a bloody interesting season. I look forward to it. Error at, at Crystal Palace as well. That actually, yeah, I, I forgot that even happened. That was such a weird thing that just popped up in my timeline. Yeah, very strange. Yeah, yeah he's had a mixed managerial career so far. I felt like he was getting groomed for the Man City job at times, and then that kind he of went away. Him. Yeah, I think he was linked with Arsenal around the time Arteta got it. I think wasn't he? I think everyone was. That's a good point. I think they just looked and they just looked at players like Zidane at Madrid. Uh, Oli was doing pretty well at United. And they went, look, we could do that. Who have we got? Uh, Henri. Awful, <laughs> awful manager. <laughs> okay, I guess it's Patrick. And then, nope, it's, it's Everton legend, Mikel Arteta. Yeah, like he wasn't even an Arsenal legend at all. He just happened to play for them. Imagine Tony Adams. Imagine Tony Adams as Arsenal manager. I'd love that. Is it Tony Adams who did that really weird He's like dance routine? Yeah, yeah. it was really weird like that. It was, that. it was some Spanish team, all right. I can't remember off the top yeah, of my head. But he was, he was at Portsmouth in like 2008. Isn't that weird to think about? It's weird. It's always weird when people bring up Roy Keane being a manager. Yeah. I mean, Roy Keane at Sunderland, like, I sort of remember that. I mean, and I know it because I just sort of know, but Roy Keane going to Ipswich, just, I, I don't know what sense that made for anyone at the time. <laughs> I have no memories of his time at Ipswich. Um, you know, again, I couldn't tell you anything. Not I, I just, I just know. Happened. I just know yeah. what happened. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, have you got a nice piece of trivia for us for this week? Go on, I'll wrap it up with something I found out this week and I was I was blown away by. I got um um I got a, a DVD this week, Nathan, a Liverpool interactive DVD quiz, because of course I did. It's the most derrick given <laughs> purchase you'll ever hear. And I did a round of questions. It was a Liverpool trivia quiz on the hardest difficulty, got them all correct. And this was one of the questions which I actually didn't know, but I just guessed it and I got it right. And it is Nathan, what are your favourite football boots in football? Uh, I mean, you've got to go for the Predators, haven't you? Yeah, well done. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the Adidas Predators. <laughs> I, I, again, probably, I'm not a what, huge that was the question? myself. <laughs> it was just name a boot. And I went, oh, Predators? Yeah. Um, and before they were endorsed by um, Adam Johnson, uh, Adidas Predator <laughs> football boots... Bloody hell. Were invented <laughs> by former Liverpool midfielder Craig Johnston. Do you remember Craig Johnston? 
I don't I did it I was too busy scoffing <laughs> at your Adam Johnson thing to, to even hear what you just said. I will I should restart. Craig, um, Adi- <laughs> Craig invented football. Craig Johnson. Um Adidas Predator football boots were invented by former Liverpool midfielder Craig Johnston, who for for any of our I guess older viewers, um scored in the nineteen eighty six FA Cup final against Everton. It's it's dubiously decided <laughs> Did he did he score two on the day? Because Ian Rush goes around the keeper, puts it in, and he's literally like dived. Do you remember David Nugent against Andorra when the ball was on the line? He's yep. basically done that. He's like slid in to try and get there. It's dubious whether he got there or not. But he invented the Predator football boots, the Adidas Predator football boots, when he stripped the rubber off of a table tennis bat, wrapped it around his leather boot with an elastic band, and began kicking with it, and then patented the prototype Adidas Predator football boot. I don't believe that for an absolute second. And Unless... he sold he sold the rights to Adidas in 1998. Unless he says he did this when he was absolutely drunk as a horse. <laughs> I uh, do not believe he ripped the rubber off a table tennis bat and tied it around his foot oh, to kick a ball. Watch this, watch this, watch me kick this bloody ball. <laughs> he, um, no, he was it, it was very weird. He was born in South Africa. Played at youth international level for England, but he was Australian. Very weird hybrid of nationalities in there. But he was he was at home in Australia teaching like uh, like school. What are they called? School summer camp sort of football camp things. And apparently <laughs> yes, he it's just, called school, Dara. I, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't get a great education, if you can tell. And um, he he used to have some saying about like just imagine like the cushion of the boot or something, and then he put that into action when he just apparently ripped the rubber off of the table tennis tennis bat i don't even know how you do that to be honest and started kicking the football and yeah adidas bought the rights of craig johnston for the adidas predator in 1998 craig johnston if you want to come on the podcast and confirm how drunk you were when you tore up a table tennis bat and wrapped it around your foot feel free Please do. I'd love to actually know if you claim the goal in the 1986 FA Cup final, because it's it's actually been given to Ian Rush in history through like what through stats, whatever you call them. I I'm I'm fighting Craig's side. I think he scored two goals in that game. I think he did as well. Please come as, on the podcast. Yeah, come on, come on the podcast. <laughs> you can find us at plus <laughs> underscore added. Uh, you can find me at Nathan Greenaway and all the other podcasts that I do. Uh, head over to Project Dits and find all the other affiliate podcasts at Project Dits. It's Project D-I-T-S on the Twitter. Uh, Dara, where can people find you? On the Twitter, granddad. The Twitter. Um, uh, what is it even again? At Gibbons underscore Dara, I think. You know, if I could get Probably. one follower this week, I'd be I'd be impressed. It's a bit, it's a bit if more. it's Craig Johnston, that'd be even better. That would be incredible. Oh, well, let's make it happen, guys. We'll speak to you next week after England have lost to Ukraine. Coming on. Bye now. Good luck. <laughs>